welcome to another episode of the Keep Making Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Nicole from Fairies and Fancies. Um, Nicole, I'm really excited that you decided to join this. We're going to be featuring you on our next Maker Monday, which I'm pumped about. Um, the first question I have for you is, where did Fairies and Fancies begin? Because one, the name, but then also like, how did you decide to start making these small fairy-like creatures like there had to be some kind of journey to get to the this end product that you've been uh selling online which is really cool well buckle up because it gets a little weird so i'm all about the weird i think it'll be a lot of fun to hear the weird journey (laughs) oh it happened on accident um basically it started with, I, so I've been an artist my whole life, basically. Um, my mother was very creative and she kind of fostered that in me. So I was always an artist. And then a while back, I got carpal tunnel really bad from doing digital art and drawing illustrations. So I was like, okay, I need to change this up, try something new. So I had always wanted to make art dolls. I had seen them online and went, oh, I want to make that. So I originally got into sculpting to kind of eventually make art dolls. And somewhere along the line of learning, I realized I was a little bit of a natural when it came to sculpting. Um, So I kind of just dove into sculpting and forgot about art dolls completely. And I started making some gifts for my mom and I was making her these little fairy houses and these little fairy things. And I was like, you know, I'm pretty, not to toot my own horn, but I'm kind of good at this. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I wonder if I could, you know, sell these, if people would buy them. So I went online and it turns out a lot of people like little fairy houses and fairy doys, things like that. And um, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, And so I started sculpting, doing things like that. I kind of became a jack of all trades and I was sculpting all sorts of things, fantasy related. And I was kind of, you know, just testing things out. I was really into experimenting, trying new things. Um, Kind of, I hadn't really found my exact, it was a little bit lost all over the place, Um, but I was building up my skills. Mm -hmm. And um, I I eventually made one type of kind of fairy doll, which is, I guess you could call it the prototype for what I do now. Okay. And I, this is really, this is really cool. I like this. Um, It wasn't what I had planned in my head at all, but I was like, this is pretty cute. I got in, it was kind of a mix of an insect and a fairy and I was okay. I I made one and then I just kind of went back into what I was doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think because I was a little intimidated to kind of dive into art dolls um, because they can be really complex. You know, you can pose them, you can move them, they can be jointed. It's when you just look at on the outside, I was like, I don't know if I can do that. So I kind Mm -hmm. of just, I gave up, I got a little scared, I gave up, and I went, uh, and then I kind of just went back to what I was comfortable doing. Um, And then uh, my mother passed away, and it made me Sorry about that. Thanks. Um, And it made me, like, when when someone like that dies, it makes you kind of read their own life and yourself. Um, And I kind of took a step back and looked at myself, my life, my business, everything, and then I just decided I, I want to get back to why I would originally start this, which was my mom, our mutual love of fairies. Um, I wanted to kind of specialize in that. I wanted to change what I was doing. I kind of wanted to make little fairies that my mother would have loved to see, you know, something oh, she would have. 
That's yeah, so and, cool. I'm sorry. I'm, getting, I'm like, I'm going to start crying over here. You're like, yeah. I know that the, it's the very first question at the jump, and I'm over here yeah. like, I'm getting emotional yeah. hearing this story. Yeah, and it was, it's kind of a winding road, but that it was basically like my business started with my mom, and then she took me even after she passed in a whole new direction. Um, so I really have to thank my mom for that, and she's always been so supportive of my creativity, and my she was my biggest cheerleader. So I went, okay, I'm going to, my name is Fairies and Fancies, okay? So I'm gonna make fairies and I'm gonna make them fancy. Like I'm gonna, my mom loves, I'm gonna, I'm gonna err on the side and say gaudy things, sparkly, you know, <laughs> glitter. She was all about that, okay? Mm -hmm. she, would, she couldn't just have a photo, it had to be covered in like jewels. So I was like, I wanna get fancy. I, I like that too, I'm a little bit of a tomboy. So I, I went back to my prototype, and I had had some experience now in casting and molding. And I was like, all right, we're going to do this. Like, mm -hmm. no more being afraid. We're going to do it. And I, I designed my first prototype after a lot of failures. And then I kind of set up the molding and casting process. And then I guess you could say the rest is history. I've been doing that for about two years now. And okay. now everything. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So you, so two years of like full pot committed when it comes to like what you're currently making would you say yes yeah yeah okay We're almost cool. almost years yeah cool so when you first started doing the mold making and casting and prototyping and all of that um wh where did you go for resources or where did you go to learn it was it all online were you reaching out to other makers how did you kind of uh or was it only yourself trial and error and like repeating that process over and over it was a mix. So I had already been following people that were first making art dolls and people who were casting and molding. And they were kind of what made me think in my head, like, hey, I can do that. Like I can, I can apply what they're doing to my own process. Okay. Okay. And I had done some, some molding. I had molded some of my clay sculptures that I made. So I had already had kind of the experience but it wasn't really taking off. People weren't really excited to buy kind of what I was making. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take the experience that I learned, apply it to this. Mm -hmm. And it was like right off the bat, people responded. So um, then I reached out to a couple friends who were really good at molding and casting and lucky enough to, you know, have some video chats with them and have some conversations with them. And then I looked into, um, you know, YouTube, Google, Mm -hmm. even deep art. I mean, there are a lot of resources. If you are stubborn enough, um, you know, you just keep kind of digging. So it was kind of like a mix of, of everything and then some trial and error. Nice. So if anybody that you'd like to give a special shout out to that, and that helped you along the process or friends that are online that would, people could go and check out uh, for inspiration themselves. Yes. So I, I would have to say, a big thank you to my friend Karen. Um, she runs KP Creations. She's on YouTube and she has a ton of actual art doll videos to show people how to make art dolls. Um, and Raven, uh, I don't know how to say his username, but um, Raven Tinko, he makes molds. He's an extremely talented mold maker. Okay. Um, and he is so talented and he's basically sells nothing but molds now and he makes all his own designs he sculpts them all himself and he was like hey like let's let's chat let's you know talk about this and he broke it down and really made it where i felt comfortable enough to kind of dive in 
That's awesome. Um, so I was lucky to have some really, really good and encouraging friends who are also really good at what they do. That's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. So um, that's, that was, was that like two and a half years ago, you'd say, or two years ago that, that like you were getting help from those people. So now you've, you're two years in now, you've kind of got your product dialed in when it comes to like what you, um, not kind of, you do have your product dialed in. The photos are very self-evident of that. What has been the most exciting part now? Because um, sometimes people can tend to get stuck in ruts or might not be evolving, but it, to me, there seems to be like endless possibilities with your fairies because you keep doing different colorways or different textures or different uh, hair. Uh, like I don't really know all the technical terms, so forgive me for <laughs> how you would describe your own fairies. Um, but super curious, how, what's it like now in your process? So the, the main reason I was afraid, afraid to become a specialist is because I was afraid I would be bored. So that was, I, I very much prided myself before on being a jack of all trades, always doing something new, always having to logistically think of something new. But I was really missing the opportunity to focus on something and become really good at it. Mm. And there's something to be said for both, but mm -hmm. I really... I really enjoy how le how much less stressful the making process is once you're kind of specializing. You can really kind of just streamline that process. And there's, like you said, there's so much room for creativity even when you're specializing in something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't want my, my customers to get bored. So right now it's about expanding my line. So I've created recently two more designs for my fairies. So I, okay. I want constantly keep expanding the line for more kind of characters as you will and then I'm also expanding my product line for things like merchandise and you know I make keychains of my characters so you can kind oh, of oh I see and you know I'm kind of getting into print on demand and things like that um, stickers you can really take your designs and then apply them across you know, different products, different ways. So that's kind of what I'm exploring right now. Right now I'm making some handmade pins with a group of art friends. We got together and was like, hey, let's try this out. We'll all, you know, share our thoughts and our process and we'll see how it goes. Um, and that was just, you know, a fun challenge that we do. Um, okay. So it's just things like that. I'm always kind of trying, I've made enamel pins of my characters, you know, things, things like that where you can kind of expand off of your meat my fairies are my meat and then everything else is kind of the sides so got it yeah so the, the main product the main fairies are the the meat on the bone everything else is different so what are the characters names so people if they if they've never heard of you or if this is the first time hopefully we get to introduce you to some new people in our audience um i mean the the reality is Lumalight has so many different applications when it comes to our pro products i mean it's mold making and casting and then people get introduced in so many different ways to us, whether it's wood turning, woodworking, general crafting, very specialized mold makers. So I'm hoping people can see your stuff and be like, what? Never seen this before. That's how I was when I first saw your products. I was like, I didn't know that this was even a thing. Um, that's how most of my job is. It's a constant discovery of what people are creating, which is very, I mean, I have a very exciting job, so it's pretty fun. But I'm, I'd love you to introduce your characters to other people. What are their names? Um, and I don't know if you even have it. We can also put photos up so people can see what you make. Right. So my main characters are fairy fluffs. I have a couple on my desk. Um, so here's what they look like. That's so awesome. basically, 
I kind of have different, I don't, I don't know, growth stages, I guess you would say. So the main things are the fairy fluffs and they uh -huh. come in. So I have a Mothman inspired one. I have one that's more insect inspired. Okay. I have a cat one. Um, I have recently a little bat. So it's got little bat wings. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the fan favorite, which is going to be the Mothman, um, very yep. fluffy. So they're inspired by some things, you know, um, insects, cats, you know, things that I love. Um, mm -hmm. But they're all basically fairies. And then I have them kind of going smaller in their growth stage, which is going to be a, a fairy nymph. Um, and then even smaller when they're tiny, um, they're fairy grublets. So... I was seeing all my friends come up with these cool special names and kind of these stories behind their characters and these things. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want, you know, these different cool things with, you know, cause everybody was like, they weren't just calling it this or that or a fairy or a dragon. They had these various you know, specific little things. And I was like, well, I, I want that for mine. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. And I had to sit down and like <laughs> write stuff up and think about it. And, um, it just it just seemed right they're fluffy they're fairies and and it works so that's basically the the meat right now it's just those mm -hmm. those kind of they're the same but they're a little different mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people will come across my work and they'll be like what the heck is that like they'll, <laughs> they'll be a little confused and um for me that's that's great like I don't want my stuff to be super, you know, just like everybody else. I want it to be a little weird. I want it to be something you haven't seen before. Um, a lot of people don't really know what art dolls are. And basically they are, um, it's kind of hard to explain, but they're very fancy stuffed animals. Um, yeah. They're handmade. Um, most of the time they're one of a kind and they can be posable or not posable. Mine are not posable. Um, and I make these guys from scratch, um, just, mm -hmm. you know, raw materials and I build them all, um, from scratch, but they're super, super fun to make. And I feel like as adults, we, we kind of feel like we can't have that kind of childhood wonder anymore or that imagination or that fun fantasy filled brain. Like when we were kids, you know, and, um, we're watching these you know, cool movies when we're kids, wishing we could be in them. You know, like Never Ending Story was one of my favorites mm -hmm, as a kid. Mm -hmm. Such a great um, movie. I was obsessed with it. My poor mother had watched it like five million times. <laughs> I made, I made, I made my daughter watch it, and she was just like, "What's going on?" Like she was not used to that '80s, like old school. <laughs> oh, it's very old school. Things move slower. The animation is like, yes. you know, like things are just awkwardly moving forward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was also, I was just like, this movie's also a little terrifying. Like it's scary. <laughs> like, that movie is scary. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so it was, you know, I just, I wanted to bring that back to people's lives, you know, just that whimsy and that sense of fun and imagination. Um, I didn't want to stop doing that, even though I was quote unquote grown up, um, mm -hmm. you know, so this kind of just keeps that alive for myself and I hope for other other people. Mm -hmm. I, that is such a wonderful answer. I mean, uh, the best part about doing these podcasts and doing these interviews is like, I get to hear the motivation behind why people are making things. 
And for you, it definitely sounds like that whimsy, that childlike state of wonder is a really good source of inspiration to draw from. And you want that as an adult. And I think that's still, I think that's, uh, to put it simply, magical. Um, I think that everybody needs that. I mean, especially in 2020, <laughs> with everything that's going on in the world, I think everybody could use a little bit more whimsy or magic in their life. Uh, we won't go into all of that stuff, but I, did, oh. I, just, I think everybody could use a little bit more of that right now. Um, but I, I'm curious, so you got three different stages of the, of the art dolls, which thank you for clarifying what art dolls were. Cause I was going to ask that question. I was like, I actually don't know the proper definition. Um, but it sounds like, you know, everything's handmade, made from raw materials, tends to be one of a kind. Um, can I ask how much you sell these dolls for? How much do they, do they vary in price? Like, I'm super curious. So it just, um, when it comes to price, it kind of depends on the design. So if it's more elaborate, something like this, and it has a little tail as well, these will be 90. And then um, these ones that are a little simpler, and has a cute little curly cat tail. Oh, wow. These ones will be 85. So it just okay. kind of depends on the complexity of the design, things like that. And then um, grublets and nymphs are priced um, differently as well. So they're around 45. And then my little grublets are around 12 to 15. If they're hand painted, maybe 20. So I kind of try to hit every price point so mm -hmm. everybody can afford something. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I, it's, I thank you for sharing those. And also whoever's listening or watching, go check out Fairies and Fancies on Instagram so you can support her because this is pretty cool. So who, who do you find that is the, your main supporter of art dolls? Is there an entire community around art dolls? Do you got, is there um, events? Obviously there's not any conferences happening right now in the world, but I'm curious, like, I know there's things like design con or like comic con and those kinds of things. Is that a spot where you would, show off some of your art as you have you what's the main vehicle that you found that people find your work is it just instagram it's so i started out with instagram probably i think in like 2015 2016 maybe um and that's kind of been my my home per se where i feel like um i connect with my community the most is probably going to okay. be instagram and um, I tried doing Facebook. I just was not worth the effort I put into it. Um, but I would say Instagram is definitely my main, my main hub. I recently started a TikTok and that's been going really well and really cool. fun. That's a whole new community. Mm -hmm. So that's been fun. Um, I don't do conventions at this point. Um, I have been to them before. So I've been to... Um, Phoenix Comic Con when I lived in Arizona. Okay. And I definitely enjoyed going. Um, I don't uh, really do conventions or art shows or anything like that. I'm mainly just online through my website, uh, fairiesoffancies.com. And that has worked um, really well for me, um, just doing it that way. I mean, it would be nice to meet my customers in person and be able mm -hmm. to like see their faces. But I do get pretty involved in my. Um, my customers' lives through Instagram, you know, um, I'm pretty outgoing <laughs> online and I like mm -hmm. the, the community, you know, um, and it's where I also have great connections with other art doll artists from all over the world. So that's mm -hmm. been really fun. I've made a lot of great friends. 
awesome. social media it's kind of magical yeah i was gonna say one of the cool things about social media is that you can meet a ton of people uh no matter what you're into i mean like the, the reality is people have so many different varying interests but like um you can find a community uh if you love something um people tend to gravitate towards what they love online um so it's really cool that you found a community and and a bunch of probably friends you never would have ever met unless you had started sharing your work online nope never and i was lucky enough that one of those friends we we get to meet in real life so we met when i was living in arizona she was as well she was about an hour away from me and we were like hey let's hang out and we met up and we started hanging out and then um i was like bummed because i had to move to idaho and it just turns out that she also moved here uh, as well a couple years later. No and way. So That's so awesome. It was like fate wanted us to be together. Um, and so, yeah, she was about an hour away from me. We still, you know, hang out. We talk art dolls. We, you know, um, we really bounce ideas off each other. So, yeah, um, she's amazing. So I was really, really lucky that that happened. But I always tell people like most of my friends are online. Like mm -hmm. we talk through my phone. It's it's a new age and mm -hmm. a new time. And it's been great. Like we'll even do stuff like this and we'll literally be working and just talking. Oh yeah, just, just hang out. While, yeah, just have, yeah. yeah. We hang out via phone. I do that with a lot of my friends. I'm probably gonna start doing it more because it's so fun. And we just, we literally just like talk and it's like whatever we're working on that. Cause we're all, you know, artists and we're all working and most of us, this is our full-time job. So we'll just be chatting while we're working and it's, it's really fun. It's really cool. I was going to ask that. So I was going to say, is this more of a side hustle or is this like you're, you're full pot committed in doing this? So at first, so drawings, well, drawing and art in general has always been a hobby, something I always did, something mm -hmm. I was always kind of known for. Okay. And then, um, I had my daughter, um, and I kind of stepped away from art for a long time. Um, my daughter has special needs, so she needed a lot of my attention. I took a break. And then as she got older and more independent and, um, you know, was kind of doing better, um, I decided to kind of dive back into art. And then it kind of just was like, okay, we'll just do this as for fun and we'll sell it. And if it doesn't, no big deal. And the last two years I was like, okay, time to get serious. <laughs> this is what I want to do. This is, you know, this is the career I've always wanted. Let's, let's really make a go of it. And then I got very serious and started seeing results. And I was like, okay, it's game on. And that's kind yep. of, that's awesome. kind of where I am. Awesome. Once you have to hire an accountant, that's, that's it's go time. So I've got my, my accountant and I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's serious business if you hire an accountant to help you out. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, this is more of a selfish question when it comes to the Loomlight brand. I'm super curious, what's uh, what are the resins that you use to help create your dolls? Um, I use Amazing Clear, clear bleh, sorry, Amazing Clear Class. I can't say it. It's not Amazing Clear Cast Plus. Is that what you're going that, for? Is that the yep. one you're trying to say? <laughs> That's what I'm, man. It's okay. It's it, it, it's a it's a lot. It's I mean it's an enhanced UV epoxy. That's really what it is. <laughs> it, is. it is. And um, I use that for basically all the clear parts on my dolls. Um, for oh, okay. all these uh, parts right here, 
Um, it's versatile. I can use it for doming as well for adding the glitter behind the eyes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it works really well for me. I like the enhanced UV protection so I don't have to stress about things, you know, turning really yellow or anything super fast or anything like that. So I basically mm -hmm. use it also for like my keychains. I make, you know, little fairy keychains and stuff like that. So I kind of, and I make resin jewelry. So I kind of use it across the whole, the whole board um, right now. So also yeah. things. Uh, yeah, you were one of the very first people that got to use uh, that. I mean, it was a new product. I mean, we just released it like three months ago at this point, two months ago. I can't even remember, but um, you were you were one of the first makers out there that got to use that product, which we were very excited about. That's kind of the start of our relationship, I'd say. Is that the ACC Plus behind you right there in those bottles? Yep. Yep, there it is. I thought I saw it. Yep, those are my babies. <laughs> yep and it's got they've got the fancy pumps in them which i love those are my favorite good i'm glad that they're working out for you we pumps have been a weird thing for us to keep in stock over during this entire season of COVID. um they just those are the hardest things for us to keep in stock for some reason i don't know why um look we want our pumps and we want them right now okay yeah i know them. everybody wants them that's one of the main things people search on our website is literally the pumps and i'm like what <laughs> and so i also have been using your guys's uh phosphorescent powder and that stuff is amazeballs it's great like it's probably the strongest glow powder i've used and i used it for um like here the eyes glow the uh. little antenna the um the, their little belly gems right there they glow it's such a cool effect and it was perfect for halloween like people are going for it but i dark so I'm loving that and the um I signed your guys's resin and I was not prepared for how strong those are like I guess I've been using some cheap ones um because <laughs> I was like oh wow you only need a tiny little bit um, yeah you don't need much long ways, so I definitely want you do not um <laughs> I learned that very quickly I was like oh, okay this stuff not messing around so I definitely want to get more tints because those are really really nice cool. and the glow powder as well cool the next thing we'll have to do, I don't know if we've ever given you any mold making materials, but we'll definitely need to get you some of that stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's ever, ha uh, you've ever used ours, but there, we've got plenty of silicones and other things that you could use, but that's for a conversation for another time. So I've got to ask you a boatload of questions. One of the things that I always give the opportunities for whoever I'm interviewing, they can ask Lumalite the questions or they can ask me personally any question that you'd like. I'm super curious. Uh, if you have any uh, for Lumalite or me, myself, Katen Vance, the human being. So I have one for you and it's, I had to think long and hard. Like I even conferenced with my best friend. I was like, I want a good question. I don't want something lame. Like what's your favorite book or your favorite food? I was like, I want something <laughs> good. And okay. since, since we're both kind of uh, murderinos, we're kind of into true crime. I was like, all right, let's do, let's do a weird question. So basically my question to you is if, if you were on death row, say you, you committed a heinous crime, oh, wow. hypothetically, hypothetically okay. what, would your, what would your last meal be? What would my last meal be? Oh, so my father-in-law, he makes wonderful uh, crab legs. Uh, like he will boil water and steam them. And like he does like lemon and butter and like the whole nine. And then he does like, sometimes he does steak as well. So it's like a, 
uh, it, it's like a very fancy meal. And every time, well, it's, not, it's like once a year or twice a year, he'll do it for like family gathering type things. I would probably want those crab legs. They're very good. And I, and it, I don't, I've had crab legs. I like got restaurants and I'm like, mm. every time he makes them, I'm like, I just want those. I don't want any other ones. So it's a very fancy meal, but if I was on death row, that'd be the meal that I would request. <laughs> what about dessert? You gotta have a dessert. So what would you oh, dessert? The dessert. Oh, my dessert. Um, this is another r random one. My but my good friend Jared Holmes makes this. I can I think it's called Death by Chocolate. It's like pudding with cake with pudding with different like different layers of different flavors of pudding and cake, but it's all different chocolates. And it is mind-bogglingly good. Like every time I've ever had it, I just like sugar coma instantly, but like the best kind of sugar coma, you know, like the, you're just fully satisfied. So yeah, that's what I would eat. I'd, for a drink, I'd probably want like, for a drink, I'd probably want a whiskey or something. I feel like that'd be appropriate <laughs> for that moment. I liked your answer. I love that it was kind of sentimental as well. That's kind of adorable. But I'm yeah, very good, sentimental. Good I am, I'm sentimental yeah. to a fault. You can ask any of the people that know me personally. Yeah, I am overly sentimental. <laughs> perfect answer. Weird question, but perfect answer. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, hey, I, I want to give you the floor. Is there anybody that you'd like to give a shout out to or anything that you'd like to plug, anything that you're working on that you're really excited about um, before we wrap this up? If we had another hour, I would list all of my friends, all of them, on Instagram. They've been so amazing to me. Um, but some faves that jump off is going to be Jackie Art. Look her up. She's amazing. Um, Ace of Clay, check him out. He is amazing. Like I said, KP Creations, amazing work, stunning. I could go on for hours. I have the best uh, art friends. They're the coolest. Um, awesome. I'm always making new stuff. Always. I'm always challenging myself trying to be cool stuff so you can find me on my website at fairiesandfancies.com i'm fairies and fancies on instagram also on tiktok and on pinterest and i try to put out fun stuff i also try to help people when i can you know um i try to share you know what i'm using how i'm using it um i like to kind of help people out when i can because when you're starting out it's kind of confusing so mm -hmm. i think that you know, resin safety. So yeah, just uh, find me out. Um, I'm a little weird, but I'm a lot of fun. And yeah, I have a blast hanging out with my, with my community and all my friends. We have a blast. That's awesome. Well, Nicole, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I really appreciate being part of this podcast and can't wait to feature you on Maker Monday. Thanks again. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah.